You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fina show brought to you by Fichta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller, also called The Voice at times. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired, and that guy right over there is the one, the only, maybe not in the world, but the one for this show, John Fina. John, how are you? Victory Monday. Victory the only reason Monday. I, the only reason I didn't wear the shirt is I think I left it in the laundry. You know, I, not <laughs> so that I haven't cool. ever went laundry diving to pull out a shirt. But so, today would be the day. So many Victory Mondays that it's just dirty all the time. God, wouldn't it be great to have seventeen of them for the regular season for Josh Allen's number? That's right. And I always have to decide like, which shirt am I going to wear on the show? So I brought this one out. I dig these 47 shirts. They're so deluxe. They're comfortable. Yeah, we we would uh we would pimp and talk about the HO edge type shirt thing, but they don't sponsor us. So they sponsor everybody on the planet but us. I tried to get us a sponsor sponsorship last year, and they're like, We already sponsor people on your network. It's like, all right. Oh, I didn't even hear it. You glitched. So whoever it was, well, I, I didn't know. say it out loud. But welcome everybody into the show. So good to have every single one of you here on the off tackle with John Phoenix show. Welcome to everybody who is jumping into the comment section. Uh this is a podcast, a recording of a podcast. And uh if you want to get John's attention, Please do us a favor or ask him a question. Please do us a favor. Please super chat uh, us and we will read your question on the air. Uh, Please like, subscribe, whatever platform you are watching this live on now, or if you're listening to it in podcast form on Victory Tuesday or Victory Wednesday or Victory Thursday, Victory Friday, even maybe if you get squirrely, please like, please subscribe as John's making fun of me. And I don't really care because it was a good football game and we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about two weeks in a row where we're not going to have a whole lot of bad, a whole lot of stuff to talk about that needs work. Um, but before we get started, we should probably hear from our show sponsor. Yes, I agree. Let's yes, hear Let's hear And, and, and brought to you by yours truly Joe Miller. Nothing builds the thrill quite like seeing our Buffalo bills march right down the field, every pass, every play and every touchdown. But for those of us who have to catch the action blurry, it's time to call Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care and schedule a consultation. 
With Zeiss Smile technology, you can have your vision corrected in moments so you can get back to focusing on what's important. It's a quick, pain-free procedure with a world-class team and you're back in the action. Visit us online at Ficta.com and take our free self-evaluation test to see if you are eligible and schedule a consultation. Because here in Buffalo, we don't just watch the game. We live it. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. We are focused on you. Focused on you. you are the voice. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, I'm going to run to Ficta, Endel, and Elmer and get my eyes done because Joe Miller is just like, it's so soothing. Butter. It's going to be like butter. Like, j- j- just like the procedure, my voice is mm. butter. Yeah. Okay, or vice versa. No, that ain't right. My voice is but- butter, just like the procedure. And then how that should go? Should be that I don't way. know. Right, I anyway. stopped listening a while ago. <laughs> it's so good to have you. So, first things first. Um, I know you said you watched my show or listened to my show this morning, the overreaction uh, sports show. I did. In, I, I in, while I was working. Yeah, so. yeah. Background noise. It's super thankful. But but what is your take before we get to the Buffalo Bill stuff? And it's relevant because Miami's coming to Buffalo this week. What is your take on seventy points? You heard mine today. If you caught it, if you weren't on a call or in the middle of something. But what's your take on scoring seventy points in an NFL game? Where where, where are you at on that? Well, it's hard to believe that Denver was that bad that Miami wasn't really trying, right? So if you're leaving them out there, I got to think you're trying to work on something that you want to implement in the weeks to come mm-hmm. and, you know, just see how it looks on film. And there's no better way than, you know, against a live defense. So that's, you know, one possibility. Number two, I don't know, maybe you're just trying to pump egos and get everybody feeling pretty good. Denver just isn't very good either. So uh, they're all grown men. What the hell? 70, 80, 90? What difference does it make? I think I think where I was going with that question is, for me, it, it's more an indictment on the Broncos than it is a celebration of the Dolphins. I don't think for one second that it's like, oh, my God, the Dolphins are unbelievable. I think it's more of a... Even the Dolphins players said it that the Broncos were running for the bus a third of the way through the third quarter. Like they were, yeah, like, they were done. Yeah. They had there, was a, there was a lot of uncle being played out there. So I'll, I'll say this: I mean, they're pretty bad. It's kind of hard to try not to score, you know? Right. So it's just a function of who who should come out of the game and when. Right. And if you're leaving guys in that should be out of the game, then you might want to be rethinking your you know, you're coaching like, I, I, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to rest a guy who's had some pretty significant health issues in the past? I don't, I know that I, I believe the starters came out at some point, probably during the fourth quarter. Um, but you know, we're right there. I mean, the Buffalo bills will leave Josh Allen in longer than I mean, he, they took him out in yesterday's football game, which they normally do not do. And I, I think I tweeted Josh Allen's been benched or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I, there's been many times I'm going to say I, and when I say I, I collectively mean you and me and we all of bills mafia have been like, the bills are up by four scores. Why is Josh Allen in the football game? What is happening right now? Right. Yeah, to me, it's just, it's all about what what can you work on? Right. That's all. Right. Uh, you know, that's the only reason to leave somebody in. And frankly, you know, looking at yesterday's game, I, I kind of got through part of the first quarter before our call here. And there were things that I, w- I, I looked at and said, you know, that play would have been good in the fourth quarter. 
Mm. Let's get that one again because there's a lot of things that are timing issues. Everybody hates that draw, but you know, Dion's got to have a little bit better understanding when to stay on the guy. We had a couple of breakdowns and some other running plays, and you know, uh, those are good times to work on that stuff. Well, we're not into it yet, but if we're going to get into it, what in the world in the first series was that weird handoff to Gabe Davis and why run that play? Fire that play into the sun. Well, that's not a bad play. I mean, Mitch Morris just made a really poor block. (laughs) I mean, if if Mitch blocks his guy... You know, maybe it goes not, for not a, to call anybody usual. out. Not to call anybody out, but no, no. I mean, he's a great football player. I'm not calling. I'm not. I'm not saying cut the guy. You know, we get enough of that around here, right? Like right. fire everybody. <laughs> They're going to be out there with like you and me and John Hammer and Mr. Diggs playing football. Like, Super true. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> and so, so that's that's an interesting question, right? So, why the hell run that play? Everybody runs that play. The and, one that gave Davis? Yeah, that that sort of uh he came uh, from the slot and like yep. and got two steps in. He wasn't he wasn't normally a jet sweep or a wide receiver sweep. He's screaming across the front of the line. It doesn't right? matter if it's short or long motion across the formation. Okay. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, you know, you you might want to run it with long motion because then you maybe create some who follows who picks them up kind of issues yeah yeah but none of it works if you don't block the right people <laughs> you know that's like so so you a former starting left tackle in the nfl are of the opinion that blocking matters is that what you're mm. trying to tell me right now blocking matters only on sunday <laughs> only on sunday <laughs> super good well let's uh let's get into this thing here because we're already having some fun which is great and i love talking football oh my god it's great to win right you get like <laughs> yeah we're having a great time <laughs> it's always great to win even all uh, the crappy stuff seems less crappy the the crappy stuff is easier to uh, create content around and is easier to talk about because like it's just right there in front of you. This sucked, mm-hmm. that sucked, he sucked. Fire this guy, fire that guy. When they when they play well, it's like we won. Yeah. So I guess the show's over. Thanks for coming, everyone. <laughs> exactly. See you next week. Anyway, I got stuff to do. <laughs> so why don't you give me your overall high arcing arching whatever? What are your yep. thoughts? What were your thoughts on this football game, John? Well, I think there, there's the obvious things, right? But if you try to dig a little bit deeper, and I've heard, I've heard some takes on this before, you know, what a game for Tredavious White. Mm, not mm. not not the pick, right? But where was that the last game? Who can remember? No, he but had an interception this game. Yep, That's in, right. In, yeah, in and, and it was a beauty, by the and way. And he was down in the end zone. Yes. I don't care what anybody says. That should have been a touchback. Go ahead. Well, regardless. But his coverage was terrific. I mean, they, yes. there was a nice completion um, on his side, but his coverage was there. You know, sometimes perfectly placed ball mm-hmm. and a good route. You, you know, you can't beat it. You can only get so close. So I love the fact that it's a confidence booster for him. And I don't think the Washington receivers are substandard. I don't think they're elite. Terry but McLaurin's McLaurin elite. is. McLaurin's elite, yeah. Yeah, he's elite. So that, to me, was terrific. I, I love seeing back-to-back breakout games with uh, – Bernard, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I didn't pull a Joe Miller. I pumped the brakes. I'm always a wait and see kind of guy. It's just my nature. Um, it looks like he's really getting his sea legs out there, which is terrific. I thought one thing I looked at was um, and, and I looked at it through the prism of the, the upcoming game. There was a play where Terrell Bernard, or sorry, Christian Benford should have in press coverage gotten long and got his hands on the receiver before he bailed. 
And I'm just thinking to myself, next week, if we're in press and you're on the line of scrimmage, you've got to get long. You got to get the stop and the name of love hands out there. And you got to get the guy to deviate, right? We talk about this in offensive line play. You know, you got to get a guy when he's stepping forward to step over his foot a little bit. You got to take him off his course. Mm. Um, and then I think he did end up getting a little a little tug penalty. But I would take that, you know, over a guy running free. So I think Benford played okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the defense looked pretty good. I was trying to focus a little bit more on the front four. And the push was awesome in this game. Mm. I mean, just the overall setting the line of scrimmage on their side of the ball. Now, that doesn't mean we stop every run. It doesn't mean we make every sack, but almost. Um, <laughs> Nine. But Nine. I really I really like the aggressive nature of it. And, and I think, I have to think that somewhere ringing in Epinesa and Rousseau's ears is, <laughs> is the name... Leonard, you know, like, uh, this guy looks pretty good. And he had that unbelievable dip and corner rush oh, yeah, for the yeah. sack. And he's it's a so tall, bad. he's a tall and lanky dude oh, too. Like, God. yeah. So again, like a, a, the play of Leonard Floyd, uh, through the lens of Rousseau and Epinesa is like, I need to take more chances. I need mm-hmm. to develop my technique better because you don't see Floyd, Use that rush every play. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I'd like to see it a lot more because he was about six inches off the ground and made about a 45-degree turn right under the tackle's hands. And watching it live, I, I, I was, for some reason, focused on it. I was like, that's a thing of beauty. Yeah. Like, yeah. Put that in the museum right down the street from RFK or whatever the hell the stadium's called now. Put it in the Louvre. Put it well, I was thinking of the Smithsonian since the Louvre is across the Atlantic. It's a, it's a, it's a Bill's Mafia joke. Oh, okay. By the way, Pamela, I got your joke nine times. Nine. Okay. Anyway, so you know, come on, you know what that is. Nine, nine times. Nine times. No, no. Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Wow. That's the, I think that's the first. Uh, what uh, pop culture reference that you and I have not like been on the same page on? But anyway. I'll do better. <laughs> I promise to do better. Where, somebody get me Jerry Ostrowski in here. <laughs> Milano did great. Bernard did great. I thought the the safeties looked pretty good. You know the the mm. the hard part to to swallow and digest as a fan, and even I get a little wrapped up in it, in it every now and again when when a run that should go for four yards goes for seven, or a run that you know is 10 yards goes for 18 and you just like, oh, you, you, you want every run to go for zero. And right, I get that. Right, I, right. I'm in that same camp, but I also understand that on the continuum of a game, there's ebb and flow and they're going to get theirs. You just got to get more than they get. So you get the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so, so that's my takes on defense. Sorry. It was long winded. No, you're good. Offensively, I struggle a little bit with the situational play calling. I don't dislike the plays. I just wonder why on first and second and 10, when we're having good success, Josh is having great patience, the protection is sound, Mm -hmm. why we're not throwing for five yards Mm -hmm. or seven. I, I I don't get it. Why is uh, it for, why is it fourth and inches and we're drop in shotgun and dropping back to pass? 
right? Yeah, I'm all right with that one. Really? Because this. McDermott after the play was like shaking his head no. And then and then I think it was Rivera Jack Del Rio was like, what was that? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the time, it's like a coin flip, though. You know, if he if he if he completes it and you get the first down, you're like, oh, wow, we did the unexpected. Look at us. But uh, look, I was watching uh, a couple of games last night and it was fourth and one and it ended up being minus two yards mm. on a running play. So hindsight is really good. I love it. I, I use it as often as possible, but I don't, that one I didn't mind as much. But what I'm trying, I'm trying to get a little, I'm trying to get my head around some of Dorsey's calls in these situations that look like they should be passed and we're running it or running it or passing when we should be running it. And I don't know. Um, I do like that there are a couple of new plays this year in the run game that they need to continue to rep and get better at and, and really work on the timing. Bruno Fina, you know, you kind of look like Ed Rooney a little bit. I don't oh, know if he's talking, I, if he's talking to me or what. I definitely don't look like that guy. But <laughs> You look more like Rooney than I do. No, you look just like the guy. But I'm just talking about the fact that your son is in the room, your daughter yeah. is in the room, my yeah. sister, my mom. This is a family. We should just make this a family conference call and get it over with. <laughs> hey, isn't Bill's Mafia family? Doesn't that mean familiar. everybody? Yes, it is. It is absolutely 100% me familiar. Yeah. Thanks, Bruno. So, yeah, it's good to see your family in here. Nice. Well, with your bad knee, Joe, you shouldn't throw anyone. Wait, what? Ferris Bueller's day off. Ed <laughs> oh, Rooney. That's right. <laughs> Turnabout is fair play. Yes, it was. That was perfect. Very well well played. Uh, for me, this game was um, – it, it's very uh, – how do I want to say it? Because it's like for all intents and purposes, you 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 go to games clearly to experience the game, to experience the event, to experience the environment, to do all of that stuff. Now, everybody in some shape, form, or fashion is a is a is a you know an amalgamation of what their learned behavior is. For me, I'm a sit up in the air kind of guy, right? above the game and like to look down and see the entire field because I just <laughs> prefer to see all the players and see if it's a first down versus standing on the sideline or standing like low down, like super close and like staring at the jumbotron and not really being able to see anything. I said on my show today. So actually before I say that, I heard that part. Yes. I, uh, I got the opportunity and it was an amazing opportunity to sit li literally row one I think I was on the 10 yard line. I was showing Beth today, like, there I am. There I am. There, I am. like, is it like blurry across the TV screen? You, you can see my 17 jersey. Yeah. I was like, that's me. That's me right there. That blurry guy right there. Um, it was, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I made memories and had a great time with friends that, like, I otherwise normally don't get the opportunity to make, right? It was a once in a lifetime sort of, sort of like situation opportunity. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when I watched the game, I said this on my show, this is the part, like, where, from where I sit, you know, football, the NFL is a finely orchestrated ballet. When you're above it, like, the motions and, like, what guys are doing and, like, the finesse. And they're not enormous monsters from where I sit. Like, they're, you can see them and they're close. You can, I can read the back of their jerseys and all that stuff, but they're not enormous. When you get that close to the field and, they're, and you played, you know. And you've been it's on chaos. It's well, it, yes, but it, it's legitimate chaos with gigantic, like barbarian warriors, indecipherable chaos. Yes. Like there's so many moving parts, unless you have the proper angle. You really like when you're in that situation on the sideline. Uh, for example, when you're coaching, 
you know, you've really got a you got number one, if you know the play call and you know where to look, it's going right. to help a lot. But, right. you know, being in the situation you're in, it, it's it's almost impossible. I, le- I left my headset, and my earpiece at home. So, they, no, I, I understand I that. I wasn't getting the play calls. <laughs> and that's that's just bad planning, bad packing. I mean, I'll like I'll text Beth and just tell her she's got to match up your outfits like exactly. Janine does for Daryl and exactly. make sure that, that you get the check. Is Joe wearing the right outfit? But overall, the game, so that's the experience was amazing for me. Um, but the game itself, you know, I think of where I would leave this is this is two weeks in a row. The Jets game, probably two, where everybody was like, we're going to curb stomp these guys. We're going to dog walk the commanders, just like people thought with the Raiders game. And I was very much a, well, let's see, right? Because not that I don't have faith in this football team, but after a couple games last year, specifically the last game that the Bills left me with against the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs, there was an aspect of like, hmm, I'm not sure what to expect. They've got good players over there on the other side of the field. They get paid too. You say it all the time. Those guys get paid. That's right. And then after the game and we throttle somebody, we dog walk them or curb snop them. It's like, I don't even know what you were worried about. Um, yeah, of course. The Cowboys well, yesterday got throttled by the Cardinals, who are supposedly <laughs> tanking. The, the Cardinals Cardinals. are supposed to be tanking. Like, the Cowboys got laid to waste by them. Yeah, they're all on the plane, like looking at each other, like, dude, it wasn't me, it was you. It wasn't me, it was you. Right. I'll t- so here's a funny thing in keeping with what you're talking about. My guilty pleasure is to go on uh, LaShawn Germain's, the Warlocks, uh, spaces post game and listen and lurk and just hear people and there's some really great takes but the entertainment level is 11 mm-hmm. i mean it's off the charts so i and i'm like you joe like eh, cautiously optimistic right but right, right i love that people talk smack and talk shit you know <laughs> all week long and then the other team is talking smack and somehow they find each other on social media and just right. go back and forth, back and forth. And then I I had just a a great time listening to some of those spaces today. And they're they're always like, do you want the mic? And I'm like, nope, I'm just here to lurk (laughs) and listen. I'm just here to pass the time as I work on emails. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's incredibly entertaining. But what, what does always come true is there is a lot of hindsight or there is a lot of, I told you so's, right? Mm. So I'm not, I'm not one to pick a fight before a game i want to fight during the game right right which we did particularly well yesterday and i I, going back to individual performances uh across the offensive line you know i think Deion dawkins is playing really well right now but that doesn't mean chase young doesn't come underneath him on a play right you know he's taking this deep square set which mm-hmm. I appreciate, but it's all about timing and putting on the brakes. You know, I'm looking at the set. I'm like, great set, but he's drifting, he's drifting, and Chase Young's underneath him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens to every tackle, right? A guy come, you, you just you got to maintain those relationships. And I'm not talking about you know like you and me, or I'm talking about distance, right? So it's all about tracking a guy's movements. But by and large, he had a he had a terrific game, McGovern. And Osiris Torrance were great. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Spencer Smith do some really not, or Spencer um, shoot Brown Brown. I saw Spencer Brown make some really nice exchanges. Um, you know the tight ends didn't really. I didn't think really appeared much in the game, but I mean Diggs was 
Diggs was on point. Gabe Davis was on point. Uh, the ball was distributed nicely. Uh, the swing passes that you and I talk about, the kind mm-hmm. of modified run game stuff, uh, the nice one. I particularly loved, although it didn't work out, James Cook right over the middle. Josh was dumping it yeah. to him, and it got batted down. But I was like, that's the kind of stuff, we that outlet. When, yeah, yeah. when Josh is going deep, when, when we're stretching the field, sneak that guy out, dump it over the top. We used to do it to Thurman all the time. Yeah. When you're talking, when you're talking about the good and, and you've kind of leaned into the, the, the next topic, you know, um, talk about the run game, just some of the scheme stuff you saw, the good that you saw, you, you kind of like tiptoed into the offensive line a little bit already, but just kind of work through a little bit, just what you saw scheme wise from this team uh, in this football game. Well, I, I thought it was a, it was a decent blend of zone and angle, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> listen, this guy James Cook can make you look good. Oh yeah, uh, his jump cuts a yard deep in the backfield, and his ability to get to high speed once he lands—it's—it's it's really nice. Mm. I mean, slicker than snot on a doorknob, as one of my coaches would have said. So I, I think I think that's helping a lot, and that that kind of confidence helps Dorsey call more runs you can forgive a little bit you know like we say th- those those are good football players mm-hmm. up front for washington right we talk about an embarrassment of riches all the time mm-hmm. and uh you know you the, the, you just can't whiff if you can get on guys and either if you're on half a man three quarters or a whole man if you can maintain a little bit of leverage James Cook is going to get free. Mm-hmm. And he, he had some really nice runs. Now, the, the first series of the game, they should have, the first play of the game, they should have handed the ball off. But instead, we threw that swing out in space. But if you go back and look, I mean, Joe Miller and John Fina could have pinky promised our way through that hole. It was so big. I don't know if it was a design throw or it was an RPO, but it should have been a give. Mm. And then on the very next play, we just, you know, we miss a block. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all that stuff builds and, you know, that scares OCs out of stuff. So the, it's always a work in progress. You know, there's, there's five offensive linemen. There are always going to be five defensive linemen mm-hmm. and everybody's got to get three quarters of a man and maintain leverage. And it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. The good for me in this football game is going to be the obvious, right? Um, it's just it's it's you we opened the show a little bit you did talking about Terrell Bernard and I don't know what to make of him yet um I Agreed. like I like what I see um I've had a lot of conversations on social media back and forth not bad back and forth just good people asking me questions and whatever yada yada just about you know my thoughts and to me it's like wait and see let's wait and see nobody's game planning for Terrell Bernard yet mm-hmm. probably until this week right this week is the week where it's going to be that guy might be a problem we might want to try to eliminate that guy a little bit. Mm, so I appreciate what you're saying, but I don't think that you're really game planning for, you know, four, two linebacker. Now no. you will game plan for a three technique, one technique and an end, mm-hmm. but you're really got like, a guy in space. You're not, you're not really game planning for him. I mean, your pin and pull plays are going to be the same. You're either, you're either combination blocking to the guy mm-hmm. or you're leading on the guy. Um, you know, as with respect to coverage, 
I, I don't know how you maybe you try to confuse him, but I don't think you game plan for a guy off the ball like that who's not, you know, like a Greg Lloyd. Mm-hmm. If any of you are old enough to remember that name, oh yeah, who can who who can play back in space and then walk up to the end of the line. Jason Taylor did it a lot at Miami when they ran that three three and moved him around. Uh, I don't think you're going to see game planning for Bernard. Brian Bowers, my guy, Double B, asks, why would you game plan for a first-year starting linebacker? Well, he had an interception, two sacks, a fumble recovery, and a bunch of tackles yesterday. So uh, that's a guy. You, you, as much as I appreciate what you're saying, Luke Keekley was a guy that was a linebacker, an off-the-ball linebacker, and a 4-2 nickel defense ran by Sean McDermott in Carolina. And you better believe people game planned for Luke Keekley. People are game planning for Matt Milano as well. There's an aspect. Matt Milano was pretty quiet in this football game. The, solid, not flashy, but solid. Right, not not yeah. flashy, but solid. But it, but it wasn't the typical. It wasn't what we saw in the Jets game, where he was all over the football field. Right. Yeah, you know, but his a gap blitz, Bernard's a gap blitz. That that's just a function of an error. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been Matt Milano. If Matt Milano were in that space at that moment, running that same blitz, Matt Milano makes that sack as well. Yeah, for sure. Now but- he might not make that interception. I don't know what his ups are like. The good news is, to your point about him in coverage, is that, you know, you're talking about a guy that, and, and we saw it, and they, they did a good job of highlighting it on the game film, that he didn't necessarily get lost in coverage. He didn't get fooled. He was where he was supposed to be. Um, I think Eric Turner from Cover One showed a couple of things where he was passing off receivers and tight ends to, like, the next guy in the zone. So there's a lot to be said for that as far as his ability and capability there, potentially being better than the guy that he replaced, as good as Tremaine was in coverage. I mean, we all know Bernard is, is a converted safety, I believe, right? He's an oversized converted safety from college. Um, so this is kind of wheelhouse work for him. Now, let's just be patient and see what happens and see where it goes. I hope. He becomes the greatest linebacker. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Cornelius Bennett showed up and like the world was set on fire. It's like, oh my gosh, you're talking about a, a guy that would start on the right side of the offensive line or the defensive line rather and like get around free. The run would go the opposite direction and he would chase the running back down from behind. Oh, I, I watched him in Alabama. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> you know, all of our games at Arizona were at night and I'm watching and I'm like, oh boy, I hope I never have to see that guy. <laughs> Like who does yeah, it? Was, it was pretty crazy. You know, uh, you mentioned something in your podcast, like what happens when he gets big boy. You know, Jerry yeah. said that. Yeah. I, I don't know. And the Jerry did reason- not say that about Terrell Bernard. Jerry just said that about our defense in general. Our defense oh, has, has oh, the ability okay. to be big right. boy at times. So, like- so what, I, what addressing that specifically to a guy like Bernard is, you know, being a little bit undersized to me, you know, you all you need to do, well, not all you need to do, but if I'm an offensive lineman and I'm playing against uh, Ted Johnson, who's going to come up, I mean, I am getting stout and, and sitting down. But a guy like Bernard, you know, I'm looking more for avoiding, a guy that's going to avoid contact and be a little bit more shifty. But honestly, you know, I'm watching him on first, uh, first and 10, and uh, more obvious running downs, mm-hmm. and he's coming up in there, and he's coming up, and he's getting long, and he's taking on offensive linemen. And it's not, as you know, and we've seen it, it's not so much that you destroy a guy and make a tackle right there, but if you have a gap mm-hmm. and an offensive lineman is coming at me and I need to be in the C gap, 
then I need to get there. What happens is when your responsibility is the C gap and then you take the inside shoulder because you're either out of position or you're lazy or right. path of least resistance or what have you, that's when you get gashed. You know, and it's really big for the safeties, right? They're coming down and run support and they they got to be in the proper gap. And if your linebacker doesn't take his gap mm-hmm. and make that guy bend a little bit, you know, that's 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 hard sledding making those tackles. Yeah. Buffalo Freddy says, it appears to me that Bernard is vastly ahead of what we expected in preparation and uh, in understanding of the defense. And I think this speaks to kind of where all of us were at. So I'm the only, as far as I know, content creator that has called back my own video clips of me saying there isn't a quality starting middle linebacker on this football team, like on this roster, which is why we assume they went and got Christian Kirksey, who has since retired this week. Um, but I think that you would ex- have expected that if if Terrell Bernard was that good, was that ready, and, and I know what you're going to say, well, maybe he wasn't ready. There's There's got to be a measure of, oh, this kid's got something last year. He was inactive a lot last year. You would think that his talent would put him on the field, right? <laughs> Joe, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I got to think that last year they must have been looking at the cap and must have been trying to decide what to do with Edmonds and should have been thinking, let's get this guy on the field a little bit more. I, I could see that mm-hmm. and get him some exposure. Uh, but they didn't. Right. Yeah. And and it does. It takes a, you know, I, I've coached a little bit of high school and the difference between a guy in his first game and his third game or fourth game, there's an obvious difference. And it's the speed of the game. It's the recognition. And if you believe the guy has the skills beforehand, then it's just, you know, getting them, getting them ready to go mentally yeah. and then they find their place. And I agree with you. I mean, the, you know, we can't say he's arrived. We can't say he's going to the Pro Bowl. Mm-mm. But what I would like to see is that remaining consistency of, okay, I've got this guy, but I've really got this area. So if he's coming across, I need to have an understanding of who's in the flat over there. If I'm in the middle of the field, am I passing this guy off? And and then am I floating back over here? And those are – those. It's easy for us to watch in slow mo, but it happens yeah. like that on the field. Chaos, and it's it's it all goes back to preparation. <laughs> it all goes back to chaos. Matt Bynum, editor in chief of Buffalo Rumblings, this is a wonderful point. So McDermott said no one is surprised about Bernard, but then why would they have signed Kirksey if not concerned for Bernard's unknown reality? That is a wildly accurate post. If the Bills were not surprised or are not surprised, they don't go into Week One going, "Hey Christian, why don't you sign over here?" Like there's an aspect of them going, you know what we, they even said in the presser, as soon as he's up to speed, he's going to play. He's on the practice squad right now. As soon as he's got the playbook down, he's going to dress, he's going to play. And then what happens? Bernard shows up and is playing like a man with his hair on fire, playing like Matt Milano. Well, you know, I, I appreciate the question, but what I want to know is, you know, if you have, areas on your roster that you want to bolster and there's a guy on the street say you want say you're looking at linebackers offensive line and wide receiver Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the available guys in your price range uh on the street don't match you know your needs specifically you're going to take the best one for the value for that position right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. why not sign him i i mean that that's my foil to that the guys on the street sign him 
This is, this is a position of need. We don't want to sign that offensive lineman because he's not as good at offensive line as Kirksey is at linebackering. We'll never know. <laughs> well, we'll never know. But but that to me explains the thought process. Yeah, I I, I think there's a measure of insurance in the Kirksey signing as well. You're putting a kid on the field that was inactive most of the, of the... He couldn't even beat out the backups to get a jersey on on Sunday to go in, right, in scrub time or to play special teams or whatever. It's he's a, You can't tell me he wasn't unknown. There wasn't... He didn't play in the preseason, John. He didn't play the preseason at all. They got no view of him on the football field playing... <laughs> Playing in Tremaine Edmonds' spot, the glue to this defense for the last five years, they had no video of him at all doing that job. You can't tell me Kirksey wasn't insurance. Uh, I'm not saying he wasn't, but my my point. <laughs> I love it. It's a great conversation. No, I love it. I love no, I'm not saying he wasn't insurance. Like they didn't know they they bring a guy in. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I mean, look, they bring guys in all the time. They try to push other people all the time, right? All the time. All the time. Yep. And, and, love- and it, 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 you could say, we believe this is the guy. We we see the skills. We see what he does in the meeting rooms and his preparation. Mm-hmm. We're good mm-hmm. with this guy. The mm-hmm. one thing he doesn't have is experience. Shame on us for not getting him that last year. But until we know what we have, let's have some insurance. Yeah. I loved as well. But again, oh, it, it, that there's a there's enough unknowns at our linebacker position that they could sign Kirksey and Miller and Fina and load it up, right? Oh, I gotta make it far. Well, <laughs> I ain't passing the physical. Me, you I'm not passing the physical, bro. <laughs> I can I can get two twenty five up a whole bunch of times, but I ain't passing that physical. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I also loved what I saw from Trey. You talked about Trey. Trey has done a great job this season. I mean, you know, he's been glued to the number one wide receiver, which is not something we've necessarily seen him do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's worked out pretty well for the Buffalo Bills and for him. Uh, it was great to see him get a pick. Uh, the, the game as a whole, there's just, there's almost, we could spend an hour and a half talking about the good from this football game. You know, I love the throw that Josh Allen made to Gabe Davis. It was just a, it was a picturesque Josh Allen throw drifting to his right. Right, throws back across the field to the corner, like the corner of the end zone, the left side of the end zone, which is a throw that very few quarterbacks can even make. Um, there was a lot to love and like about this football game. Um, we're going to get to talk about what's next and our next expectations. Before we do that, let's real quick just kind of hit maybe what needs work. I don't know that I have anything necessarily. Like for me, <laughs> like, from where I sat and the game film that I watched, I. <laughs> There's, there, I mean, oh it's, it's, it's element. It, I mean, it's, I'm not going to sit here and like, well, them, but all right. I mean, I'll, I'll touch on that. Whatever game plan they have with the Dolphins, if it includes some press coverage, they better work their asses off this week on that. They right? don't, Whatever. what they don't, they don't press the Dolphins. I think you'll see a little bit of mix of it, but did we talk about this last week, you and me, or did I talk about it with Sturles? It's probably Sturles. No, and I, I get that they don't, right? But they're going to, I don't get it. Well, no, I'm not saying I so, get it and I'm okay at, with it. I'm saying that I realize they don't do it. Look at look at yesterday's Tura Dolphins game. The very I know, I know. The very first touchdown that two that uh, two threw to uh, Tyreek Hill, he's behind the entire defense. The Buffalo Bills had this fear, and maybe it was a Leslie Frazier thing, and maybe we're going to see something different from Sean McDermott this week. 
They've got this fear that, and I think they've even said it, well, if you step up and you press them and they beat you, then they're behind you. Well, I've got news for you. They're getting behind you anyway. So why not use the five-yard chuck rule and throw their beat keisters on the ground? Like disrupt the timing for Tua, at least to make him run around you. Do something uh, because he's going to run by you anyway. I'm on your side. When I say I get it, I'm saying I get that that's their identity and they don't do it. Do right. I agree with it? No. I, I, I'm i more in your camp. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the work. Okay, so that – Little comment from me got you all hot and excited. So can I continue? Yes. I'll mute my microphone. I'm sorry. Yeah, you better mute that (laughs) microphone. You're always talking over me, Joe. Oh, whatever. (laughs) They they still have work to do on the running game. I mean, they still have a lot of – they're going to decide what they think is going to work best against a very good Dolphins front six, in my opinion. I mean, maybe not flashy guys so much, but very hardworking fellas up there. Mm -hmm. So they need to get cleaner on the run blocking, right? No more missed assignments, um, you know, balance on your footwork, six, six, uh, six inch steps, as I always say, they need to be really keen on this idea and, and maybe part of the mental work they need to start faster mm. Mm. i i'm just there's something about if i look at the execution of a play mm-hmm. in the first couple of drives of the game the first couple of plays of the of both first drives it doesn't look like there's a sense of urgency like there needs to be on the very first series we're going to have a minimum of five plays before we go out, or we are going to establish ourselves up front and run the plays that establish your identity. That's why I don't love those two play calls. Like if you're going to have run action, just run the damn ball on first and 10 of, of the game, just mm-hmm. run it mm-hmm. right. Give your chance, give your offensive line a chance to, to get nasty, to get dirty, to go after them. And I, th- I just don't like this kind of, you know, for lack of a better expression, kind of pussyfooting around, dancing. I want to go and go at them. But that's that's an offensive lineman's attitude. And then when you do that, if you go straight at them, and I don't care if you go first and 10 for one yard, mm-hmm. second and nine for three, and just mash them. And on third and 10, you'd be surprised how often play action will actually work, mm. right, at third and seven even though your running game isn't going anywhere because it's like a mental thing. Hey, we will run it and you will respect it. Oop, now it's a pass. Right. Do you find some of that concern and that work that needs to be done in the offensive coordinator's hands? Yeah, I think some of that has to come down from the HC too. I think McDermott kind of has to, you know, they they have performance reviews, I hope, just like, you know, all of us do. Well, McDermott has net was never shy about calling out Brian Dable, but he has never said a negative comment about Dorsey. Well, I think he maybe he's decided not to call people out, but he's certainly got to go back and evaluate. Like you got to pick the first six drives of the game in a win and say, what was your thinking? You know, what's the game plan? Mm-hmm. Are you sticking to the game plan? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you, are you scripting plays? Okay. If you're going to script the first 10 plays, 
Tell me why. Tell me what about the defense has you scripting these plays? Mm-hmm. You know, we've got we got a decent offensive line. Why aren't you running the ball right at him? We got a we got a rookie guard who's feeling confident, who wants to just plow people. We got a right tackle who's all attitude. You know, why aren't we trying to envelop these guys a little bit mm-hmm. and push the line of scrimmage? This offense, I've said it for years, functions better. And 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 it's the proof is in the pudding, as they say. You know, this is an offense that can turn it on when they want to. Inside of two minutes, they turn it on. If it's inside one minute, they turn it on. They from an up tempo standpoint, and I don't mean no huddle. I'm not talking about the K guy. I understand. No, I understand. When, when they get into a kind of a muddle huddle, up tempo, we're just gonna go in rhythm. They have a tendency to do whatever they want to do straight down the field. It's when they do this whole, I don't even know what to call it. It's more of, to your point, it's just, there's no urgency. It's very herky-jerky. It's very, I sent you a a text today of a a, a tweet that somebody had posted about, like, what the yardage stuff was. I can probably pull it up and tell you who it was. Hang on yeah, yeah, I know. I saw it. It was, it was, it was um, not, it was not great. Right. No, it, it was not great. And I, I understand what you're saying about this idea of a two minute sort of, mentality yeah so before the game everybody's got to climb up and put like a piece of tape over where the one is you know so the game starts it's five minutes and every right right (laughs) jay skirsky from i believe he's from channel two big piece of tape (laughs) he said the bills ran 15 offensive plays on first down in the first half sunday against washington here's how many yards those plays produced to your point minus one minus two eleven zero 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 35 yard touchdown to Gabe Davis. Two, three, two, one, nine, four, zero. Not so great. So let, let me address the philosophy behind the plays. I think if you went back and looked at it, I would say probably half of the unsuccessful plays were not forward moving plays. And that's my argument, mm, right? Mm. A, a draw is is all about gaps and and openings and they don't always work when guys don't go defensive guys don't go where you hope they go mm-hmm. and then you've got this the swing out there and then you're running a receiver across the formation who's going parallel to the line mm-hmm. it, 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 in the early part of a game i want to go this way i want to take my guy and i want to put him in the linebacker's lap that's what that's what gets offensive lineman juices running Mm-hmm. And it's the OC saying, I believe in you guys. And it's not about, oh, they're so much bigger. You know, the 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 amount of strength and weight between this guy and that guy doesn't equate, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not a mathematical equation. Right. You right. could take guys and just exert your will, cover them up. And then a guy like James Cook, uh, all of our running backs, really, I mean, they're they're all pretty nice really good as soon as you get into the line and you're locked up on a guy and the running back can only see your offensive line number by the time he gets even with you he's got three yards Mm. if everybody's got a hat on a hat Mm. but if you're running across the formation or you're throwing it out in space and you're expecting you know the db to to you know, fill outside or fill inside and the the receiver who's out there with them, you know, to make a block like an offensive lineman, you're kind of whistling past the graveyard. Mm. I got nothing for that one. That was good. Whistling past the graveyard. That was a good one. (laughs) I didn't invent it. I know you didn't, but it was good. 
So moving into a conversation about our next expectation. So the, the Miami Dolphins are headed into Buffalo. And, uh, you know, I would say that I would prefer them to be here in the wintertime. But uh, they hung, what, 30, 32 points on us last year in the snow? Well, mm-hmm. what ended up being in the snow at the end of the game. Right. I'm not necessarily sure that they're afraid of the weather. So we'll just we'll just say that. So when you look at what's going to be coming into Buffalo, 70 points, there's an aspect of like, oh, my God. Right. At the same time, it's it's not realistic that a football team is going to score 70 points often. This is the first time it's happened in how long? It's been decades and decades and decades, right, since the last time that it's actually happened. Um, I don't find I don't find ourselves in a situation where the Buffalo Bills are going to lay down quite like the Denver Broncos did in that football game. But at the same time, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and Tua have provided a measure of difficulty for the Buffalo Bills recently, right? Josh Allen has his way with that defense, generally speaking. Generally, Josh doesn't have a problem with that defense. However, offensively, this is going to be a boat race, mm-hmm. right? So right. the question is, is how do you stop them? How do you slow them down? How do you put, uh, what are you taking away? Or are you just manning up on them like the Bills typically do? Four, nickel 4-2? Four we're going to put our defense out there. Let them play some football. Well, the best thing you can do for the defense is get ahead by a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best thing you can do is force them to play from behind. And going back to what I said earlier, Josh Allen is not a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. You don't need to take the first snap of the game and throw it out three yards behind the line of scrimmage. And why we, we need to establish an attitude. And I, I always revert back to offense because of you know my history, but I think you need to exert your will early on in the game and show a commitment to running the ball forward. Right. And if you are going to have success, we need sustained drives because I believe, you know, if we if we can limit the amount of time that they have, we're going to be a lot better off. Get ahead and have seven to eight play drives every time. Yeah. Now, if you're asking specifically about defense, I think this is a huge week for the safeties. Mm. Right. The, stro- mm. the The corners are going to be absolutely running with their hair on fire it's going to be all about what what the safeties read and how they react now i don't break down miami's film and i don't know their their passing scheme but i can tell you that the idea is to make a safety float one way and throw it the other way right you want to get them choosing and you hit the other guy so the reaction time of poyer and hyde and how well they're going to support the completions, which are going to happen, sure. is really, I think, going to make or break the game. I don't think these, you know, throws crossing over the middle in front of Taron Johnson or uh, Bernard or Milano are really the big risk in this game. I think it's all about how the safeties come up and support on on the uh, the outside. Yeah. So I, it's weird to me to hear you say that the answer is to Dick Duran this game. Basically, limit possessions, hold the football, run it, keep the clock going, and limit Miami's possessions. I just maybe that is the answer. I just don't like that kind of football. No, I don't. I think you're misreading me. What I'm what I'm saying is play a version of football that's bigger, that's more aggressive in the run game. All right. So if if you can press those the front six, right? Mm-hmm. 
the running game going this way is is going to exhaust the big guys a lot faster. Gotcha. If you can establish the run, a forward moving run game instead of, you know, sweeps and reverses and jet sweeps and all that garbage. Right. And even, you know, oh, it's it's nice to throw the ball out there. It's like a modified run. But what you don't get out of that is you don't get the opportunity to exhaust the defensive tackles and defensive ends. Yeah, yeah. And that in the end it's a game of attrition, but it's also a game of gas. Like how much gas do you have in the fourth quarter? And I promise you that if you can have a hundred yard rusher and you got a guy that's clipping off just five yards per carry and it's between the tackles, those defensive linemen at the end of the game, they can hardly lift their arms. Mm. Now, if that, I'm still okay with play action and throwing it 42 yards down the field for a touchdown, but I don't, I don't like this you know, bringing in the slot guys and running all these cutesy run, just run the ball. Just run it forward. 12, 13 personnel, just run. I'm I, like it. I don't, I don't, I don't not like it. I, I mean, it's the Dolphins don't, I mean, I'm not petrified, right? I'm not, I mean, the Jets almost made me ner- more nervous week one than the, than the Dolphins are making me right now and, and tra- traditionally have made me only because Josh Allen plays usually pretty well against the Dolphins. Like he doesn't necessarily have a problem. Like the Jets give, Josh Allen a hard time. He has a difficult time playing that football team. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. I think this is, I think this is bet the over, right? The bills right now, I think are two and a half point favorites. I don't know what the under over is, but if it's less, it was like 60. If it's less than than 60, bet the over. It's going to be, I think it's going to be beautiful in Buffalo. At the risk of interrupting you again, I will say (laughs) Tua does get the ball out fast. And so, defensively you have got to really shrink your pass rush Uh, i don't think there's a huge worry about him scrambling he's a fair runner i don't think that's really part of their weaponry like josh allen runs the ball but you want to get into those throwing lanes to get your hands up but so much of what they do is predicated on the trust and the timing of the pattern you've got to disrupt the routes no, I, I agree with that, but I'm also saying you, you don't want to be rushing from a nine technique. Oh, for wide, super wide, right. Yeah, right. you want to be tighter to the tackles, and every now and again, you know, depending on what they're doing, because they're going to hurt us. For sure. This is it's the game, it's right? Depending on where the ball's coming out and what their philosophy starts looking like after a quarter, you know, you might have a guy, and I don't love it, but every now and again, you might have a guy just take two steps in, Pound the tackle and go up like he's going up for a rebound. I mean, yeah, hand hands up. Two is not tall. They need it, to obviously hit him a little bit. We're gonna say right. And if you're not pressing on the outside, then you're not getting him to hold the ball. So a, a, a long rush around the top doesn't quite get there. So right. mix it up a little bit. Mix right. a little push and jump. They, they've uh, had they've had success with Milano streaking through the like through the middle of the line, right? So that, that's actually how he hit him last year, which the Dolphins fans feel. Was hey, 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 here. Joe. Yeah, there's a lot of women on this podcast, and if you say Milano streaking again, <laughs> we might get a call from the FCC. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'll just. Yeah. <laughs> John, this has been a fantastic show. This has been a fun conversation. Thank you. I've yeah. enjoyed I've enjoyed hosting you. <laughs> you do a great job. Uh, we're going to na- rename this to the uh, No Tackle 
with Joe Miller's show. <laughs> it's been fun. Look, you know, there's a million ways to dissect a game. There's a million ways to game plan. Everybody is a little sphincter tight coming up for this week because Miami is is good now. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 just the way it is, right? Yeah. We don't think as much about New England anymore, but Miami is the New England of seven, eight years ago. Right. And and you know what? I think it bodes well for the division. Uh, any the higher the competition is for us, the longer we can get through it with W's and stay healthy. Hopefully, the better we do in the playoffs. Super, super good. Were those your final thoughts? Because those were good final thoughts. Well, then, yes. If I'm grading on a curve. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fiennes show brought to you by Ficta, Endel, and Elmer. I care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. That's John Fina. What tomorrow? Code of Conduct. I think there's what there's a bunch of shows. Uh, Wednesday, Hump Day Hotline, Line to Gain. Got a lot of good stuff coming up this week for you, John. Anything? Any final words? Anything? Go Bills. I just you know I'm getting excited right now. Go Bills. Go Bills. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.